Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Shohei, he's got it down in the sense of the day-to-day. I think that each day uh, he has a plan, um, and, and part of that is the rehab process. Part of it is today he's going to take a lot of batting practice, so to prepare himself for that, you know, as we start playing games, and at some point in time he'll get into games. And- this is Dirt and Sprague. Blue Jays have never flown higher for the first time in program history. They've beaten number one. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Normally, you're looking at the ACC champ, Big 12 champ, Big 10, SEC and a group of five conference champion as your five guaranteed spots. But there could very well be a year where that ACC champ has two or three losses and is ranked behind maybe an undefeated Tulane. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Happy hump day, everybody. How we doing? How we feeling? P. Harris in today. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, my friends. How are we? Swag, you a little live in there? Yeah, I'm good. All right. It's nice good. to see you guys. How we feeling? Enjoyed some late night uh, West Coast Conference action. You are a sicko. You are a sicko. St. Mary's I... now owns the longest current winning streak in Division One men's basketball. I didn't stay late for WCC basketball, but I did watch that UConn uh Creighton game. UConn Creighton. That's their first upset of a number one uh, ranked team, Creighton. Yeah, I saw that. That uh, first time ever. Zero and six. Well, I mean, you know, it's kind of funny that we keep track of records for coaches coaching at Creighton, <laughs> as if Creighton should be upsetting number one Dude, teams. The Gonzaga, of the Midwest, baby. Uh, look, UConn's <laughs> great. I there's a lot of people that I would say I trust in college basketball that are telling you they're almost leaning UConn on the bet versus the field. Yep. Oh, you bet this team or the field. And yeah, it's February, but there's there's a lot of smart people that cover college basketball that think it's UConn's gonna do what Florida did. And for Creighton to pull the upset last night, not just win, win pretty convincingly. Smacked them around. Yeah, that that's gotta be a great feeling. Yeah, it's gotta be excellent. I mean, to your point, uh, I remember last year, what was UConn last year? A four seed? 
when they won it. Four or five. Four or five. They kind of got hot, kind of did the classic tourney thing and got hot and won it all. This team's better. And if you got to get hot and win it all and you come back the next year and you're better, I mean, it's kind of easy to easy to read there. You know what's funny is uh, thinking about the unique emotions tied, like specific emotion tied to experiencing something like that. Like if you're a Creighton fan, you had a feeling that 99% of the world has never felt before. Yep. You've beaten the number one team in the country, the defending champions. It's the first time you've ever beaten a number one ranked team. You're storming the court. You're storming the court. You're partying all night. You really are. That it's 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 um I saw a thing when the KC stuff happened at the parade. I saw a Fox uh FS1 guy say I, I thought he made a really good point because he was talking about how his feelings were and how it all played out. And he said there was a point where he looked around, there were about a million people at that parade. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is probably the happiest place on the entire earth right now. Sure, sure. At this very moment. Sure, sports are very emotional. You're very tied to your well, team, your, team's your city. Won. You've skipped <clears throat> school. You've skipped work. You're at a championship <clears throat> parade. I went to the Timbers parade. It was awesome. Were you? Yeah, and uh, what's that, 2015? Yeah. Yeah, I went, down, I went downtown on Broadway and watched the... Trolley the, the bus truck, yeah. Valeri's holding the cup. It was awesome. Um, but I thought yeah. that was a good point because I went to Disneyland last June, and yeah, Disneyland is fun. I'm going in July. There you go. But uh, you're gonna have a lot of moments where you're not so happy because <laughs> Mickey's charging you eighty eight dollars for a light up pair of ears, and so parents won't be happy, but kids will. That was universal happiness at that parade before the ugliness happened, and I think yesterday Creighton fan experienced an emotion that almost nobody in the world gets to experience. How often do you think, how often do you think, or maybe that's not the question I'm asking, is the saddest place in the world if Creighton were to lose that game? No. Because I've been on the other side of that. No, it's not the saddest place in the world. Well, I guess that's true. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot more sad place. But in sports, you go to Gaza right now, and there's much <laughs> more sadness going on. That is true. But in sports, if you've got the number one team up against up against their heels, and you've got a chance, and you blow it, yeah. In sports, is that not oh, the it's sadness? brutal. It's yeah. it's the biggest heartbreak. Which is it's funny you say that because it can't be the saddest emotion in the world if you lose, right? But yet it is possible that it's the happiest emotion right. in the world. When you actually win the game, yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember what is this? Two thousand eight, I think. Uh, Wazoo's eighth ranked in the nation. UCLA comes to town, two in the nation. They got some rookie, some freshmen named Westbrook and Love. Oh yeah, and yeah, uh, that's point right. Guard named Collison. They were pretty good. Yeah, a flala- was that Flalo on <clears throat> that team? Had just left. Okay, so it was the, the next year before. Year. Okay. So it's the next year, and we had him. Those are back to back Final Four teams, mm-hmm. weren't they? UCLA, mm-hmm. and we had him. Had him. Yeah, and we lost by two. Yeah, and that was absolutely gut wrenching. I'm like second row, and we were like, we're tourney bound. We look real good. We feel real good. We've got a Final Four team at home against the ropes. Boom, you lose. Yeah, and you just walk out. And I mean, I don't even know if we partied. We might have just gone home. Part of me, like when that happens, when you lose like that, you walk out and you say, "Well, that's that's probably why they're the best, right? That's why they were in the Final Four a year ago, and we haven't been in the Final Four. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're a Niner fan, like yes, yep. Yeah, I am. Whoops. Yeah, it's yeah, tough. It You're sucks. the best team in football, but they have mm-hmm. the best players, so mm-hmm. they win. Yep. Um, I had that feeling, though, in 08. Thursday night, college football game. 
September, here comes USC into Reeser Stadium. <laughs> Pulled the upset. Yeah, yeah, big. And in that That's stadium. That's Mark, right? That's Mark Sanchez, USC. Yeah, that was Mark Sanchez, yeah. USC. He threw his helmet at the end of the game in the tunnel. If you look around on that field, you just see the happiest people in the world. Elation. Yes, because you've done beating the number one team, even though it's not the tourney, even though it's not the national championship. Sure. Beating the number one team. I mean, Swag, I would imagine if the Pilots had Gonzaga at home, even in a year where Gonzaga is not traditionally Gonzaga. You have no idea. Yeah, exactly. You beat, you beat Gonzaga, Swag's probably on the floor like that. He's not in today. He's going to be like that skinny, fat camp counselor in heavyweights <laughs> who's letting it loose and he's whipping cream and he's whipping his shirt. Like, that's probably the play-by-play guy of yeah. the team yeah. if they could beat Gonzaga. Yeah. So it's a uniquely awesome was, feeling in sports that you can get from stuff I like was that. at Mac Court, the, and it was a Saturday or Sunday afternoon when they knocked off number one Arizona. It was like a week or two before the NCAA tournament got going. Do you remember what year it was? Oh boy. Are we talking like early nineties, mid nineties? Like No, I was covering it. I was covering it for the station. So gotcha. I don't know, oh five, oh six, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, but old Matt Court Mm -hmm. and just I thought the place was coming down. You know what? It's it's funny. The place might have been coming down. I I thought it was literally going to come down that That place could have come down. Oh, this place can't handle this. (laughs) I want to say it was year one or two for Tinkle. I'm trying to remember. It wasn't a very good team. He had some of the Craig Robinson leftovers, and then he had his kids who were like freshmen. Craig Robinson. Yeah, Craig Robinson, Barack Obama's brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But it wasn't a very good Oregon State team. And Arizona, coincidentally... When Arizona comes from the conference that is now dead, when it mm-hmm. when they come to your building, that's a school you get up for. Yeah. And that Arizona team was far and away more talented than our Oregon sure. State team by a, a mile. And I'll never forget, me and Crawford, me and Alex Crawford, former employee of the fan, he went to Oregon State. We went together. Uh, we went to that game. We went as fans, and they pulled the upset <laughs> off. We couldn't believe it. We were like, we were beside ourselves. We just wanted to go to a game, right. check out Arizona, <laughs> And you go into the, the arena, and that night, for whatever reason, they muster up the right stuff to do it, and they pull the upset off. I mean, when you talk to people, you know, there's there's a lot of people out there that think economically and socially we value sports too much. And I understand that argument and blah, blah, blah. It's a silly little game. It's a silly little game to buy T-shirts and hats and eat, sleep, and breathe and throw parties about. But that's why it's as big as it is, because it gives you those moments when you least expect them. Yeah. If if Creighton is two and UConn is one and you beat UConn by two or a buzzer beater, yeah, you're jacked. But it's different if you're 16, 15 and they're one yeah. and you've never done it before. And then you wax the, you wax them in that game. Especially after what UConn did to Marquette, not to get like nerdy out, but yeah. swag I know you're in. Like UConn embarrassed Marquette. Yeah. And Marquette is a very, a very good team. Good team. Yep. Before that game, Marquette was kind of my... I don't know, not my dark horse because they're very, very good, but a team I very much liked in the tournament. And after you watch that game, you're like, uh, I don't know about this anymore. <laughs> and then Creighton waxes UConn. You're like, now I really don't know what the hell to do. Yeah. Welcome that's to why we do this. Basketball. Yeah, that's why we do this. Sadly, though, it's uh, it's all changing, and pretty soon none of it will matter because they'll have a 96-team tournament, and we'll go, cool upset, Creighton. No matter what happens, all of you guys are in. Yeah, it'll be like, Wazoo won four games for the first time ever, and now they're in the round of 32. I, like, Ooh, yikes. I still think CBS might 
What? You got to convince your TV partner that that's going to be better programming. And you don't think CBS wants more tourney games? I don't know that they do. And it depends on how much more money they want out of CBS for that. But I, to go to 96, but your top. God, that is so The playing games it's, can't get great ratings. And that would be your best no, example. That's why no, they're on nobody true watches TV yeah, yeah. and they're not on CBS. So to Swag's point, if those games, if those are standalone games, yeah. extra games, and yeah. those do terrible. Why would a whole nother round or two do because better? here's the here's the and your top thing. eight <clears throat> seeds in each bracket are, are all getting buys. buys. Yeah. This is this is from nine to twenty four in each bracket. So you know that Thursday Friday of the opening of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this some is, of the best days in sports. Yeah, I I, I still ma- I'll make the claim it's the best two days of the tournament. Yeah, and I would say it's the, better than the Final Four. It's better than the Elite Eight. It's, I would say Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday are the four best days in sports. Well, so that feeling of Thursday, Friday, for example, if you're expanding, maybe it's not 96, maybe it's, uh, I don't know, 78 or whatever Whatever the the hell it is. is, What if they just go to CBS and Turner and all them and say, hey, you know that feeling on Thursday, Friday? What if we do that two times in a row? What if we do it this week and then the next week would be the traditional start, but it's actually the second week, Thursday, Friday, back to back? Yeah, you could see them maybe like, quadruple the amount of play-in games Mm -hmm. like seeds one through seven get a buy and then i don't like or one through nine get a buy we need to do away with 68 16 we had 64 64 is as good as i'm very happy with how things are now i would like to say i think cbs likes it just the way it is but see, I hate the 68. You say you like it just the way it is. Oh, I hate the 68, Because the play-in doesn't feel real. Like, all of these Cinderella stories, mid-majors, or even programs that are in power conferences that are 11 seeds, I it just does, it does, it doesn't feel like you're really in the tournament. See, I'm, And I think technically you can say you were. Right. But you weren't because nobody picks those games on their brackets. I'm more okay when the 11s, when the 11s play and it's like... Texas A&M versus Arizona State. I'm cool with that. Uh, I don't see. I hate that. It's the 16 versus 16 of the small teams that won their conference championship. That's what it should be, though. That's the garbage game. That's that's, absolutely garbage. But why would you make 11s play to be 11? Those are the last at-large teams. I'd rather it be more of those. I'm more Mm -hmm. likely to watch those games. Me too. If you got the automatic bid from your conference, from your teeny tiny little conference, then damn it, you should have the chance to go at a number one seed. But Don't what, what about me... the years where Holy Cross won like four games and they somehow won their conference tournament? Well, then they'll get waxed by the one seed. That's okay. But if you win the automatic berth from your conference, however your conference wants to dole it out, uh, you should have your crack at the one seed. Mm. That's the piece that I think those having those 16 seeds play and the get denied. And for those conferences, I think they would rather, oh, yay, we get an actual, they'd rather get their shot at the one seed sure. and, and have their moment. And yeah, UMBC style. Scare yeah. the Give crap out of them, maybe. And The one time has happened. <clears throat> Give twice. it a shot. It, it's happened. Twice. Yeah, didn't it happen? Oh, yeah. Virginia got beat. Yeah, and Purdue? Purdue last year. <laughs> Purdue lost as a one seed to a 16? Yeah, it was Zach Eady. Well, I mean, I w- nobody's going to pick them this year. You just don't trust no. Purdue. Every time they're a two seed, they get I beat. forgot they lost as a one seed. Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, Purdue, yeah. I, mean, I don't I, know why I kind of hate Purdue. I love Purdue. Matt Painter. I love Matt Painter. I think he's a great coach. 
Uh, oh, he's clearly a great coach, but, but he's got some problem. Don't get him in the tournament. Yeah, what's that about? I've, is I've, that a coaching problem? It has to be. It has to be. Like, Mark Few for Gonzaga is a great example. I have watched Mark Few in a Final Four and a National Championship, and I love him. Born in, born in Spokane, born and raised a GU fan. If they're not playing the Cougs, they're who I root for. I love Mark Few. I've seen him in back-to-back, a Final Four and a National Championship. <clears throat> Two Final Fours in a natty get out coached by Coach K, Roy Williams, and uh, uh, who's the dude at Baylor? Uh, Drew Scott. Scott Drew. Yeah, Scott Drew. Scott Drew. Absolutely uh, circles ran around him because he got to that moment and didn't know what I, to do. He, okay. I mean, I know two of those are legends. Two of those are like but top I mean, 10 coaches of I'm, all but time. But I'm talking 20-point losses. The Baylor game was bad, but that... I mean that Baylor team was unbeatable. Understood. Everybody knew Baylor was going to win that. Understood, game. but twenty point losses three times yeah. is it, that's a coaching problem. I... And I think Painter's in the tournament is a coaching problem. Yeah, but Fuse at least been there. Fair. He, if pa- fair. Painter can't win like out of the first two <laughs> games, Painter can't win. Totally yeah. agree. Totally How dare agree. you forget Fairleigh Dickinson? That's right. God, I totally. Is it crazy to forget? Can I tell you something else? I no, forgot real that's quick? college basketball's yeah. problem. Okay, can I tell you one more sports thing? I had kind of forgotten, but I didn't want to admit out loud until Ooh. right now. I'll, trust circle. I'll, I'll admit a little bit. I had kind of mentally forgot Dame won the three point contest last year oh, when they were sure. like he's defending his <clears throat> crown. I was like, yeah, and I was like, what the hell last year? I don't even remember who he beat. Do I don't you even remember, remember him playing last year. Do you remember who he beat in three-point contest? No, but I... I don't know who he beat remember, this year. <laughs> did you remember that he won it? I did know that. I did know no, that... not that you knew. Did you remember? Had nobody said anything on TV or put uh, it on the news before the contest, would you have been? Rem- would you have remembered if I said, who won the three-point contest last year, Swag? Probably not. That's but crazy. it had been, from what I've been watching or reading or got, it had just... It had gotten Came back into to you. me, so I didn't see the All Star Game's been dead for longer than a year, guys. It's been going <laughs> it's been on dead for a for long time. Decades. Exactly. Uh all right. Well, we got a loaded show today. We have two guests. 7 30. Max Chadwick of Pro Football Focus covers college football. He's gonna hop on. There's obviously a lot to talk about in the world of college football. And at eight, Steve Pfeiffer of twelve fifty. Uh, Sports Radio in Milwaukee will join us. We'll get his thoughts on the Dame Lillard second half push with our East Coast team, the Milwaukee Bucks. So he'll join us coming up at 8. We got Statter Story at 8.15, NFL Zigger Zag at 6.45, Dirt and Sprague, loaded show. Let's get it going on 1080 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. P. Harris hanging out with uh, myself and Swag. We're on uh, YouTube.com backslash 1080 The Fan. We have a ticket giveaway, and I have... Dare I say out loud, I have two baseball segments for you guys. Oh, <laughs> baby. I'm so excited. Tomorrow, Are you? spring training game. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I looked at that schedule, and I knew that that was happening, and I knew P. Harris was hanging out today. So nice Sonia Dorres hat, by the way. Thank, Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. I love that Sonia Dorres hat. I bought it the last time I saw you at the game. There we go. All right. That, uh, the bell of your hat is dirty. I know. Well, it's, it's because uh, it's, it's a bright color and it's all stained. My, my, you know, and I yeah, I nasty children hands. And, yeah, yeah. And I don't wash my hands. Yeah, after blame the children. That's a good yeah. move. Uh, you disgusting slob. <laughs> I want to start in college football. Um, it broke at the end of our show, because of course it did. Yeah, that's it's a nine oh one special. Breaks. That's yeah. Hey, how about that? Who would have known? Anyways, the story broke. The um, the college football powers that be they voted to adopt the five plus seven format. Mm-hmm. So the five. Highest-ranked conference winners. Uh, obviously, that fifth one's going to be a question mark, but this year it would have been Liberty, for example. And then it's seven highest-ranked at large. Mm-hmm. Now, I know many in the Oregon State, Washington State world. We live in that world. Yes. Uh, this is the best hope that they think they have of making a playoff. Yep. I would say, have you been watching and following <laughs> the sport for three years? This doesn't seem very likely. Uh, I don't believe Washington State, Oregon State can finish with a sub undefeated season and make this. I think even an 11 and one season, you would be at the threshold and they <clears> will <throat> consider like a Penn State before they'll give you that nod because a Penn of the Mount State West who lost stuff. to Oregon, yeah. Michigan, and Ohio well, State. Penn State's <clears throat> thing is routinely never winning sure. their important games, but taking care of the Patsies. Anyways, in this. Uh, Ross Dellinger wrote at Yahoo, and Yahoo, by the way, has got probably all of the, the best pieces on this topic. There's three different ones. Ross Dellinger wrote, The Pac-12 is seeking to be considered a power league with P5 voting rights and revenue distribution for years beyond the 2025 season, which is when the new deal will kick in, and that's the final year of the CFP's contract with ESPN. He, uh, he adds to it, it's unclear if a decision has been made on the proposal, but Kirk Schultz, the president of Washington State, did not block this format change. He did prior. He voted and agreed to make the 5 plus 7 format, and today he will be pitching what Washington State and Oregon State and the Pac-2 are hoping to get, which is obviously, as Ross Dellinger cites, uh, considered a power league, power 5 voting rights, and revenue distribution. I put a poll question on this, and I'm simply asking you guys, do you believe they will get it, or will they get left behind again? I mean, as much as I want to say I think this is the right move by Schultz, I think this is the best chance you have. Um, I agree with you in the sense that it's going to take an 11-1 and season to have a sniff at it, but seven spots is better than six spots. I mean, it just gives you one extra chance of a hope, so I'm okay with that. No, I, I don't think so. I think I don't think the Pac-12 ever becomes a power. 
Mm. I think if anything, it becomes the most dominant group of five. And its champion might get in as that group of five, but that's kind of it. Unless the ACC completely crumbles and they can grab a lot of those high-powered teams and not lose them all to the other conferences, I don't see how absorbing Mountain West and some stragglers getting Cal and Stanford back get you get you into that. I mean the best I think the best bet is you build that power conference as best you can so you can eventually leave and go somewhere else or be part of the big picture when conferences go away. Swag, do you think Oregon State and Washington State are going to get this or are you in my camp? And I it's it's a bummer Brandon take, but I've been following this now for 3 years and well, I don't know well, the only thing was, and this is what I don't know when the when the new extension kicks in after two years. The whole reason they had this was because you had to ha- it had to be a unanimous vote. Mm-hmm. So, as long as it has to be unanimous, and and Oregon State and Washington State still have a seat at the table, then yeah, they might be able to pull this off in the short term. There's goodwill there. Well, wait, wait, there wait, is goodwill there about voting yes. What do you mean the sh- the short term is 2025? This is done, so they'll get two seasons. No, I seasons understand that, but um, I'm talking about beyond 2025. Yeah, but they got to vote on it before then. So as long as it stays in place for these two years, and they got to vote on the big future picture, and it has to be unanimous. Whatever everybody else wants to do, they still need them. But Wednesday, today is the day that they're going to vote on Schultz's pr- proposal, and there's not a, a lot of positive momentum that people want that. Uh, it, it's tough to tell. I don't think it is. Have we been watching the same sport? What have you seen? I've seen destruction. Death of a conference, but this, but this future betrayal. Of, I've seen it all. Like what? What do you mean? This is hard. I don't get what's hard to. But the read. future, future of Pac two. This might all be nothing because in two years we might not even have conferences. Oh, we'll have conferences. Yeah, I'm just. We'll I guess I'm just waiting for football and all of the other sports now. And you hear it more from Division one basketball. Is just let football go do its own thing, yeah. and the NCAA and everybody else. Let's get back to. You know, just running our stuff. Go let football be itself outside the specter of NCAA. But they're not going to decide that today. Yeah, but in two years, I could see it happening. Totally. Do you think Oregon State, Washington State are right back in this thing? I think if, if in, it goes, goes in and does a its own thing, completely yeah. restructured college football scenario, yeah, they're back in in some fashion. I'm, I'm. I'm a little surprised by both of you on this, given what we've just watched in the last year and a half. Well, it's I think it's because I understand your surprise. I, I totally get it. And you guys I, both watched those schools we, get yep, ditched. Totally, totally. Left but, at the altar. But I think we're also not being married to the absolute present. That the change is coming. This is just the beginning. And when yeah. the big change comes, there are going to be a lot more people than just Oregon State, Washington State left out of the picture. And I think Oregon State and Washington State at that opportunity, at that point, have a better chance to get in. Okay, let's talk about that future. We got NFL Ziggers at, at, at 645. We'll talk about that picture that you paint right there because that's another interesting wrinkle of this given what we have heard in the last month or so in the world of college football. We'll get to that next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, we got NFL Zigger Zag. We got NBA beef happening. There's beef all over. I love NBA beef. It's Do you? so serious, dude. It is. Hold me back, bros. Dude, I mean, one of my all-time favorite movies is Mean Girls. And the NBA tries to be it's better than that movie. It's one of your all-time favorite time. movies? Oh, dude, that movie is absolutely hysterical. It's a good movie. One of your all-time favorites. I think it is so well-written. I wow. love the characters. It hits. Yeah. It's great. So fetching. Like, I didn't, I, didn't, uh, I didn't grow up. I like in school, I didn't have the Regina George. So I didn't, it's not like I'm harking back to something I grew up on. Okay. But it's insanely believable. And I think Tina Fey wrote an amazing script. I didn't know Tina Fey wrote the movie. Mm -hmm. No offense. And I just think there's little things in it like Tim Meadows when halfway through the movie, he just has a cast on his hand and you don't know why. (laughs) I mean, that makes me laugh. Like you had a principal or a teacher who all of a sudden showed up. In a cast, and you were like, oh, yeah, and you kind of forget that. It's like those little details in that movie, I think, were great. Very uncomfortable gym teacher parts, though. Um, <laughs> Very uncomfortable. We'll get to 10-second Rick. Rick Patino back in the news again. I meant to get to that yesterday, Slick didn't Slick Rick. Slick Rick is back, and uh, he's not very happy. we got Statter Story to get to, and we've got two guests in a loaded second hour with some NFL stuff as well. Uh, We're talking about the 5 plus 7 model, Ross Dellinger of Yahoo Sports, uh, writing that Washington State did vote on agreement with the 5 plus 7 format. In exchange, he's hoping to sway the powers that be of what Oregon State, Washington State are looking to get out of this. That's remain relevant as a conference, that's get distribution, and have voting rights. Mm -hmm. But we also know that the Big Ten and SEC have partnered together on the side of this thing, and we left basically with me jaw dropped a little bit because both Swag and P. Harris. You think we're stupid. I don't think. No, I don't think. I wouldn't say stupid. You guys I mean sound very. You sound optimistic. You mm-hmm. sound like, hey, the, 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 the landscape of this thing may change in such a big deal in a big way that in just two years, year and a half, they're back at the seat of the table. And I appreciate that. And I like it. I've also followed this for over a year and a half, two years now. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just I'm a I'm a little surprised you guys have that kind of optimism. Well, I think we were kind of talking about this off uh, during the break that I think when things evolve into whatever the future looks like, I think there is some goodwill that goes there. Not everything because you could totally turn your back on it. But I think if everything does shift away to like what Swag is saying about leaving the NCAA and doing your own thing. Washington State and Oregon State have more to say on the landscape than a Vanderbilt, a Rutgers, et cetera, all those teams we like to make fun of at the bottom of those other conferences, that new conferences may happen and maybe more like divisions than conferences if this thing goes away. And if there is an invite into whatever this new big picture thing is, 
I think Oregon State and Washington State get an invite because of what they're doing now. They're playing fair. They're saying, look, we got screwed. We know we got screwed. You're trying to screw us. This is their best chance. This is the only chance. Oh, this is it. Yeah, this I don't disagree with that. So yeah. I I think that by them saying, acknowledging, yep, we got hosed, you're in control, but please let us sit at the table, I think goes a lot, lot, lot further than you're letting it. I think the hard part is, though, that that table is a two-person table, and Un- they're looking at that 16 16- you know, person table going, Understood. wait, you want to go from the kids' table to the adult table again? But I think there are two people that sit at the heads of a larger table, almost mafia style, you know, that they sit at the heads. Like, when I have, when my father-in-law comes over. Are you talking over, about Sankey and Petiti, the Big Ten and SEC yeah, commissioners? when my father-in-law comes over to my house and has dinner, I sit at one head of the table, he sits at the other end. Respect. Oh, really? Yeah, dude, respect. That's I demote my father-in-law. my father-in-law to the kids' table. <laughs> hey, <laughs> old man, this is my house. And I think at that table. <laughs> I'm dad now. <laughs> at that table of what's probably a six-chair table. Sure. Is those two on the ends, and there's two other seats in the middle, and they represent collection of others I just, and I think at some point there will be someone at that table that represents Oregon State and Washington State so whether it's them or them with somebody else I think two massive things dealing here for Oregon State Washington State and, and where their place is at this table the Florida State ACC situation is ugly mm-hmm. it's bound for divorce yeah they're gonna get out of it though uh we'll see there there's a lawsuit pending and they're going after the ACC if they can get out I think none of us will be surprised when North Carolina, Clemson, and NC State, or Miami, or whoever it is, and Duke will have the UCLA follow the UCLA route. Duke will follow because of basketball. Well, I think just like UCLA, did. I think you're gonna have a handful of schools yeah. that are going to follow them, and then the ACC, it's exploded. Right, right. the implosion happens. The Big 12 seems pretty stable-ish. They got their TV contract. They seem happy with what they have. Your mark is a good commissioner. They just added some te- Arizona men's mm-hmm. basketball, it's Arizona huge. football, Utah. Like They've added some good programs in yeah. that situation. Colorado, women's basketball is really good. So they've added some stuff, and they want to be a basketball powerhouse as well. They, they, they value that. They're going to be. They, they are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't um, wait for that. So I think those are in your favor. I think the only part that would get me to where you guys are it, it I, I don't know if I could stress enough how important it is, I think, personally, for their future in this conversation. You need Oregon State, and I don't mean any disrespect to your Cougs. They're Doesn't just not. And, you, and many yesterday on the text line was also quick to tell me Oregon State's not here either, and that's okay too. But I think you need one of those schools to make the playoff. You need sure. them to be the 12 seed. You need them to get in just to be in the picture. Even if you get smoked by Ole Miss. I don't give a crap. Like yep. You have to make the playoff. If you make the playoff in these first two years, there's going to be more noise and more backing. And that doesn't mean they won't get left, but I think it makes it even more difficult to do that. So the ACC blowing up and making a playoff sometime next year or the year after, I think both of those things happening would do them both a massive service I also, again, we've been following this all together, and I have no evidence that the two teams and programs left behind are going to be let back in. I think one thing we're, we could be missing here, too, is I think that Oregon State and Washington State both put, both rely and invest more in their football teams than a lot of other teams that are in these Power Four conferences. So when the ACC does blow up, 
which it's going to. It's inevitable. We've already seen it happen once. That means it can happen again. When that blows up and everything really starts to talk about a brand new look to college football, Washington State and Oregon State are going to be able to go to that table and say, we spend more money, we care more, that's why we should be in. And I think that will help them because it will probably push out teams like Vanderbilt that care more about basketball, care more about baseball, care more about other sports than football. They don't rely on it. Kentucky doesn't rely on football. Yeah, they're good from time to time, but they don't rely on it. Oh, Wazoo, I think they do. I think they do now. Well, they do when now you, because they come good. I, they do now to. because they know they have to. Well, Stoops and, is a good coach, and that's what's going to happen. Is you're going to have to see can you know can Duke invest into their football? Can Vanderbilt invest into their football? Because if they don't, they're going to be the ones left behind. Because when the when the table expands. Vanderbilt's only, not going to get left. They're only going to want Don't people. Ne- SEC will never get rid of Vanderbilt. Just they an need example. the academic standards. I know. Just an example. But they are going to look at the teams that are actually investing. And I think Oregon State and Washington State will be investing. I, I, Yeah. I mean, you might be right on just that. Just look from dollars. I just, I, I don't know if they invest enough at the level that some of those better programs do. The other thing I'd say on this swag, do you see a world where this just goes to how a lot of us think it's going to be, SEC Big Ten playoff, everybody else that's not in those conferences, you're in your own like version of this. It, it, it's a weird world to live in that way, but I'm also not going to be shocked if that's where this is in blank amount of years. No, I think if they scrap, if football scraps the conference model and goes to something bigger, they'll want it to be as evenly distributed across yep. the country geography-wise as possible. Divisions. Well, they kind of already are, though. What pocket are they not in? Not if in? the Big Ten gets Florida State. Like, that, that, like that my moves question, it. And, and they've already got the West before. Coast. Like, if the ACC blows up, I mean, the, the, the Big Ten and the SEC are already at 18 teams. How many more teams but, can you have to realistically have a conference? Well, when you're Tony when you're Tony Petiti and you say you want 16 so you can get seven teams in from your conference. I'm not talking about the playoff. I'm talking about the conference itself. In order to have a conference and have it yep. be significant and meaningful, they're already over. They should dump like the bottom four, but you can't, I don't think they can add any more and then have any meaning to the conference. Oh, I think conference meaning is dead and gone. You think that's still a thing? But a conference championship gets you in. It gets you in. So it has to have something. Yeah. But if you division, if you division it out, the Big Ten is in the West, the East Coast. They're the getting West rid Coast, of divisions the so that they but can when make ex- sure and get their top two teams in. Yeah, but when you expand, you have to create divisions for travel purposes, and eventually you just create it because you have too many teams. You can't just have a conference. That's what they're doing now with 18. Right, but they, if they expand, I'm saying if you keep expanding this way, you have to kind of go back to doing divisions. It's the only way it makes it make Which sense. Which is why I think the conference model will fall apart and they'll, and they'll come all up be with something one. else. They'll all be one. I and, and your hope, and both your hopes on Oregon State, Washington State being invited in that, I truly appreciate it. Yeah, I just when don't the com- share it. When the conferences fall and the two heads of the mafia sit at the table, they get to send out their invites. And there are teams that are not going to get invites because they don't need academic standards. They don't need any of that stuff anymore. They just send out and they say, okay, we got a 30-32 team league, and we choose you, 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 you. And I think Oregon State and Wazoo have a shot at both of those. I think they just told you they whacked them, and they want nothing (laughs) to do with them. NFL Zigger Zag is next on The Fan. All right, we'll get to some NFL stuff live on YouTube. Odyssey app, 1080 The Fan, AM, 99.5 HD2. 
We have a uh, loaded second hour of the show. Max Chadwick of PFF is going to join us. He covers college football. He is ranked wide receiver duos, and he's quite fond of the duo in uh, Eugene this year. So we'll talk with him. We'll talk to him about this 5-plus-7 format as well. Uh, But it's time for NFL Zig or Zag. All right, let's start. We'll go to New England. The Patriots have a new coach, new regime. Correct. It's the Gerard Mayo Show in New England, and they're on the clock with the number three pick. Many are debating between Drake May and Jane Daniels. Which one's better? Lewis Riddick says it's Jaden Daniels. Joe Klatt says it's Drake May. But as many have also pointed out in draft and mock draft, you know, write-ups, they have tons of holes all over that roster. Bill Belichick didn't leave it in a good spot. No. It's a complete rebuild. No, complete rebuild there in in all facets. Like, who's the best player on the team? Uh, Exactly, point proven. Is Matthew Judon still on the team? Is Gerard Mayo the best player on that team? (laughs) Lace them up. <laughs> so, zig or zag, the Patriots would be better off trading out of the number three pick and acquiring more assets and not addressing the quarterback in this draft. My friend, I'm going to zag on that. <clears throat> As in, I believe this is the draft that they start with a quarterback. You have teams in the NFL, mediocre teams, bad teams clearly get better once you have a quarterback. You might not be going to the playoffs. But a quarterback can push you in that right direction better than bailing on it. Because it's not like they're in a Justin Fields situation, right? Justin Fields can play. Is he great? Nobody really knows. But he can play. Mac Jones Jones can play. Cannot play. Mac Jones went to a playoff game. Justin Fields hasn't. Bailey Zappi can't play. Like these are not guys you're gonna go in. We watched Mac Jones get to a playoff game. I understand. I watched the New England Patriots with Mac Jones at quarterback go to a playoff game. Mac Jones was not the reason they went to a playoff game. But Justin Fields can play. Okay, yeah, maybe you don't like that example, but I think Justin <laughs> Fields, if if I have Justin Fields on my team that I'm not completely sold on and I have the third pick, yeah, then I might trade down and try to bolster that roster and then see if I've got something from Fields. But in this case with Mac Jones, sounds like he's a cancer in the clubhouse. Oh, he's gone. That's yeah, what I, I mean. I'd like He's gone. Bailey Zappi's garbage. Yeah. Get yourself a quarterback. Grab Drake May. Um... So you're zigging? I'm zagging. Okay. I'm out. All right. A lot of holes on that roster. Understood. You might have a Justin Fields situation 2.0. Understood, but I'd rather have a little bit of potholes than a sinkhole. Uh, Former NFL GM Mike Tannenbaum went on ESPN and said the Kansas City Chiefs, in an effort to improve at wide receiver, should look to trade cornerback Trent McDuffie for wide receiver Jalen Waddell out of Miami. Ooh. Zig or zag, that would be a massive mistake. Um, I will zag on it being a massive mistake. I wouldn't do it, but I don't know if it's massive. Jalen Waddle, you put a you put a threat like that. We've seen what Mahomes does with an actual threat. I think Waddle would would flourish in Kansas City. However, I don't think you need to do it because you just won a Super Bowl without Jalen Waddle, without no name guys, with dudes that Mahomes made great. I don't think it's a massive mistake, but I wouldn't do it. I think it's a massive mistake. I I couldn't believe he said this out loud, and it makes me question him (laughs) and the fact that he ran a team. Trent McDuffie is one of the best value players in football at that position. By the way, a position that when you go through the mocks of teams and roster needs, cornerback is near the top for almost every 
mediocre to legit team. It's a need. Kansas City just won the Super Bowl without having a Jalen Waddle. Yeah. And oh, by the way, I like Jalen Waddle. I think he's a number two at best, and I also don't think he can stay healthy very often. So I couldn't believe he said this. Well, I would take Trent McDuffie <clears throat> all day. And I think that's what's crazy. It's it's like, let's blow up. The Chiefs now have a defense, and let's blow it up. No, you, they're, they're going to build on defense. Yeah, yeah, this like, is how you win in yeah, the contract yeah. era. You finally got a defense to go along with your offense to win a Super Bowl. Why are you trying to trade pieces from that defense? Mahomes is on his deal now, and the one thing people scream about is these co- right. these quarterbacks, you right. can't win on these quarterback on the contracts. Deal. Well, it kicked in, and they just won. Yeah. And he's awesome. He makes the play when he needs to, but they won it because of their defense Without this year. And all of those guys are young, including Trent McDuffie. I, I yeah, I, I think thought it's that a mistake. was idiotic. I think it's a mistake. Thing. I don't know about massive. The New York I'm Football Giants are on the clock at number six. Okay. And the New York Daily News says it's now or never for Dayball and company to find their quarterback of the future. Zig or zag, the Giants have to draft a quarterback if they stay at number six. Zig, I'm in. I'm in. I think that team, that team reminds me a lot of like. The Jets, they remind me of the Chargers before Herbert. They remind me of the Jags before Lawrence. That there's some, well, maybe not the Jags. That's a bad, that's a bad. But those other two teams, their roster is great. There's a lot of really, really talented players on the Giants. And that quarterback position is what's holding them back. This is different than the New England situation. I think New England should get a quarterback. The Giants have to get a quarterback. I'll say it. I'll be curious to see what they do if they trade up with mm-hmm. any teams looking to trade I down. I saw Greenberg on TV said they should trade up to three and grab Well, yeah, if it's if New England yeah. isn't interested in giving a quarterback and just having nothing else around a quarterback in New England, which I think that's what it would be, I think it'd be smart for both teams to switch. Daniel Jones threw 11 touchdown passes, and we acted like he was going to be anything. Well, he's coming off a huge injury, too. I just I, I agree with the New York Daily News here. I thought this was a really good point. You got to take it. You got to go get your guy now. Your team's not that bad. NFL Ziggler Zag every Wednesday at six forty-five. We have a loaded second hour of the show. A local update. A not so happy local update. Max Chadwick of PFF College Football at seven thirty. Uh, but we kick off the second hour of the radio program with a little NFL draft talk. Some observations from the NFL draft and this quarterback doing this. Just the other day. That's next hour two, Dirt and Sprague on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.